Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Lovers Podcast. Today is February 16th, 2023. I'm still having a hard time saying the date. It's February, and it's like, when... I don't know. When is the the month where you start getting used to the date? I don't, I, I don't know. But joining me today on this Letterbox challenge that I'm going on, where I'm watching every single movie in the Letterbox Top 250 is the host of the number one stoner podcast on the internet. Did I get that right, Matt? Matt, welcome to, yeah. the, welcome to the Real Lovers Podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's close enough. Number one internet comedy wellness podcast. Woo, that's us over here at SNS. Um, I love that you called this a challenge already. I love that you, I feel like our Faded and Furious prepped you for this. Like that has deadened you and now you can watch anything well it, it's it's prepared me to do pretty much any series that's like just long and <laughs> and just it's like no i can do anything like we did a 24-hour podcast we did faded yep. and furious so it's like if we did those i can literally do anything and you can do anything. i love watching movies so this is like just like a just a fun fun thing for me to do especially when the world's on fire because boy this last week there was a lot <laughs> that went down yes yes the world is on fire but movies still distract us which i love right uh and it, it i'm really glad that you're able to join me Nat, just because just a fellow family member like yourself mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. this is uh but yeah uh today on the show the next movie on the Letterbox Top 250 is Some Like It Hot, and we're going to get into that a little bit later in the show. But uh, before we're, before we get into that, let's get into what we've been watching this past week. Matt, I'm going to start off with you because <laughs> uh, I, I'm in your DMs constantly. I'm in your DMs constantly, and there's that you you said something recently over the past week you have tubi you have a tubi subscription <laughs> so we're gonna change this what we've been watching segment into net what have you been watching on tubi <laughs> okay so this is the thing let me let me preface this i know it's never a good sign when you preference something but i feel like this needs to be said so i am stoned a lot surprise surprise <laughs> And sometimes, yeah, who could have thought it? Um, sometimes I have a particular craving, just like a munchie, just like munchies, just like our munchie of the week. I get a particular craving for something I just must watch and I can't find it anywhere else. And Tubi served that purpose. It was like a greasy Uber Eats 1am burger. It, that wasn't what I did. I actually wanted to watch Next Level Chef, which is part of like Gordon Ramsay's takeover of everything to do with cooking everywhere. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I got it for Master Chef, Next Level Chef, um, and Hell's Kitchen, because I just wanted some Ramsay in my stoned evening. Yeah, who, who doesn't want some Ramsay? like just like in in their life in general like i know he he he's he kind of has a bad rap with like he's just constantly yelling at people but sometimes he can be kind of motivational he can like, yeah and they, they had the most expensivest on there as well so i i 
you know, I think that show's kind of funny. Yeah. So you've just been watching Next Level Chef on on TV <laughs> and just like <laughs> n- n- yes. n- nothing like nothing like groundbreaking. It's just like reality TV, and it was just yeah, something. yeah. There's a lot of that on Tubi. Tubi's got like The Bachelor. It has Dance Moms. It has So You Think You Can Dance, which is not the same as Dance Moms. Um, it's 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 got a lot of weird stuff. It's got 25 words or less on it. I'm pretty sure the Kevin Hart, like, look, I'm not advocating anyone download Tubi unless you're still protesting Netflix. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's pretty, I don't know if Netflix wants to be a sponsor of this podcast or Tubi, like Tubi, <laughs> that would be even better. Yeah. Uh, we'll stop shit talking. Whoever. Yeah, we'll, we'll stop shit talking. But, but I'll Bias. get that bag. I'll get that bag, but I think if people people the reason for people canceling Netflix, especially now, are totally valid. But mm-hmm. yeah, I usually just stick with Hulu to be honest. Like Hulu yeah. is kind of like my main driver, but, <sighs> but yeah, <laughs> I can't with Hulu. We we're 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 contractually obligated to have commercials because I've got that damn package to save five dollars. I've got that ESPN hulu disney plus package and it comes with commercials well i I get commercials regardless because i pay for the hulu live tv like subscription because Mm -hmm, i don't mm -hmm. have tv and this is the one thing where i can watch like my sports but that's a whole whole other topic that's a whole other topic Uh, that what we've been watching has just got turned into streaming services that's what that's what we're tethered to now. Yep, yep. But is there anything else you've been watching besides Next Level uh, Chef? Yeah. So not on Tubi. I started watching The Offer, which has been pretty good. Um, I'm also watching a show called Slow Horses, which is interesting. I just needed to take myself out of the true crime documentary that we were stuck in for like the last two weeks we've just been binge watching mini series about serial killer and i just needed a break i just needed like mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that's why i was happy that you suggested this movie to watch yeah the, uh i think we all i i needed a break after dahmer like dahmer mm-hmm. I, I watched mm-hmm. one episode and i just couldn't yeah like, no Mm-mm, our same. obsession with all that is just like it's 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 absolutely ridiculous but i i think you're forgetting one movie that you finally saw and i got super excited i wanted your your reaction on 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 the podcast what's that what one movie? movie was that <laughs> again stone must oh, yeah. <laughs> let me help you michelle yo Oh, yes, yes. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, Did you hate it? Is that why you were hiding it? (laughs) (laughs) So I was in a bad mood when I started watching it. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I wanted to watch it in the theater two weeks ago, but my friends were lame. And they were like, yeah, we're totally going to do it. And then they didn't. And so I got stuck watching it at home. But... I will say it deserves the rating it has. 
I was saying immediately, it's like so many times I was like, oh, this is the Matrix. This is just the modern Matrix. This is the modern Matrix. And so I went online and I am very happy to see that other people acknowledge that like this type of movie couldn't be made without the Matrix because I am a fangirl for the Matrix until it gets shitty, just like Fast and Furious. So I loved the the creativeness obviously like this movie again deserves all of the accolades that it's going to get i probably won't watch it again and i'm not sure i would only recommend this to people who i think would absolutely love it i don't think this is a film for everyone <clears throat> that's i feel like like so you're pretty lukewarm on it like it's not like the best it's not like the great it's not the greatest but it's not bad I it's think people like, really like hyped it up. Yeah, people overhyped it a little bit. To me, anyway. See, I feel I feel like that's the danger of like, especially like the world that we live in now, with like just everything just being fed to you, like on social media and like Twitter. Everyone's everything, like everywhere, all at once. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's the perfect metaphor. It's the perfect metaphor for this movie, just because it's. You, I'm sure like your timeline was just like this movie is amazing. You need to go see this. I saw it like eight times, and then uh -huh, when you finally uh -huh. saw it, you're just like, "Well, uh -huh. it's not really what I expected it." But I don't know. It's <laughs> I will. You, I will say. You think Michelle Yeoh uh, deserves Best Actress? Um, who's she up against? I mean, I I think her performance was amazing. Um. Yeah, I mean, I again, I think I think everything about this movie, like again, right combination, it looks beautiful, it sounds beautiful. I like the storyline. I think what I will say is perhaps if you've never seen any anime movies or anything, this is like, whoo, but this kind of seemed in that vein for me. This I was like, oh, I've seen crazy anime like this. Um, mm -hmm. ask me what I think about triple r when i watch that because i am excited for that okay you, you still haven't seen it right no no i'm saving that i have like a special it, edible for it as well i think we need to make like a special watch party like in the discord that i created we need we need to like watch rrr because i i mentioned like in i mentioned in the pre-show before we started re recording mm -hmm. uh, i i haven't seen any of the scream movies and scream six is <gasps> out next month I would oh, love no. to do a watch party of all the the screams. Like I've seen Scream Five and I really enjoyed Scream Five like a lot. So mm -hmm. I I would like to watch Scream One through one one through five again before six. Yes. Yes. That's a great that's a great series to watch. Uh I've seen all the screams. I I loved them as well. Um I am like you. I will watch any genre of anything if it's good. Mm -hmm. As long as you can tell me a good story and entertain me, then I'm here for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad you finally saw everything everywhere all at once. Sorry, did I, sorry I pried that out of you. But no, no, I, I forgot. I was like, what did I see? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the life of a stoner. The life of a stoner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you've been watching like this week? Uh, I don't think so. I've been just i'm in a i'm in like a you know how people get in like a sexual rut and dry spell i'm in like a television 
dry spell right now. I'm like desperate. Why do you think I downloaded fucking Tubi? Like I need <laughs> help. That's my really bad vibrator that's dying. I need like a new one. <laughs> so <laughs> what a, what a wonderful shows. analogy. <laughs> Tubi, that's the best compliment they've ever gotten. They're like, ooh, so, Russell. <laughs> I love that we're talking about Tubi on the show now because <laughs> did you see, like, one thing that I'm sure we all watched were the Super Bowl commercials. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to be cleaned up at the super bowl oh, yeah, I, they did. <laughs> like they're like oh nat nat downloaded to be let's just get everyone <laughs> like did, did you think that it's weird that to spent like all this money on super bowl commercials i'm assuming to did this i mean look they've got 1-800 missing merlin duck dynasty um i'm pretty sure to is trying to draw people to them and then yeah. they're gonna start charging. I think they're gonna start charging. Oh god! I, I you, please don't. No, I, I'm gonna cut this part out. <laughs> you just gave them an idea, but yeah, to be please, yeah. please stay free. I don't want to switch to freebie with commercials. So, yeah, but um, <laughs> anyways, uh, besides to be stuff, um, that's a uh, that's a pretty good list. Uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. What, what? Uh, uh, no, I, I'll just say I'll just shout out Next Level Chef. I do enjoy, <laughs> I do enjoy Gordon yes. Ramsay, and that show yes. is just insane. But uh, I've only been, I've only been watching. I've, it's been kind of a dry spell for me. Besides, like the challenge that I'm doing, uh, mm -hmm. some, some like it hot. Uh, but. Um, I've only watched like two things. Uh, I saw Sick, which is the reason why I'm mm -hmm. on like the Scream bandwagon because oh. it, it's written by Kevin Williamson, uh, the, one of the main writers for Scream. Mm -hmm. Sick mm -hmm. is basically the it. It's basically it's a COVID movie. It's about it's mm -hmm. it's it's about a, a a horror movie that's set within the pandemic. And it's like, and the main killer like wears a mask and stuff like that. And I thought it was like, it, it was pretty interesting that I thought it was pretty interesting to an extent. But the way this movie ends, ends in kind of like an anti vaxxer like type of way where the spoilers for sick, if, if, you, if, you, don't, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you don't want spoilers <laughs> for that, but I, I don't really recommend it because the way this movie ends it is that it kind of paints the people that are playing taking the pandemic like like uh safely like mm -hmm. taking all the precautions it kind of it, it paints them as the bad guy which oh. i i didn't really like just because i've all i like i don't know about you but i'm always wearing a mask everywhere i go i still have hand sanitizer just because we're mm -hmm. still in a pandemic and to have like a movie like this come out like right around like this time mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. it I don't know. I, I I'm not a, I'm not about it's it and plus it's like I'm I'm not about like I, I think I said this before on like on your show too or like um on a previous podcast is that I I don't want movies about the pandemic because it's mm -hmm. too soon. Yeah, I don't. I don't need stories like that. We're living. So, it. We don't need. We don't need your creative flair on it. Give us a decade. There's no 9/11 movies yet, so like you know, give it time. Like you just gotta wait. 
wait wait until we're not in the midst of it exactly um other than that little aspect i did think it was like fine like i don't think it was like insulting up until like the the, the final act mm-hmm. but like it, it's like a, it's it's just a slasher movie that that just happens to have covid and the pandemic like in in its storyline but you can check like to me you can check sick out it's on peacock streaming on peacock <laughs> the cock streaming on the cock <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah you can ch- you can check it out there um but the best thing that i i checked out like this week besides some like it hot was yellow jackets i finally started season one of yellow jackets Ooh. uh this is basically a female um uh, what's what's that one uh story it's a i just it, i just drew a blank on it uh, Lord of the Flies. Lord of the, oh, Flies. Lord of the Flies. Oh, it's yes, a, yes. It's a female Lord of the Flies, but the way it's... I, I, I basically got turned on to the show just because I've been watching a lot of The Last of Us, too. Uh, I just don't want to talk about it on the show just because everyone's talking about it. But mm-hmm. Melanie Lewinsky is was is in The Last of Us, and she's also in Yellow Jackets, and she's absolutely incredible Like in uh, in Yellow Jackets. Basically, it's about like this all-girl soccer team that uh, that gets uh, that that's going to this tournament like on this plane, and the plane crashes, mm-hmm. and they get stranded on this island. And it's very Lord of the Flies esque. Uh, I don't want to give too much away because it's it, like pretty much every anything that I can say is a spoiler. But I just I just have to say that I'm just like like every single episode that I, I'm just glued glued to my seat. And it's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I felt like this way about the show since Breaking Bad, to be honest. But have you seen Ooh. Yellow Jackets? Or? I have been wanting to watch it because I know it's based loosely off of a, uh airplane disaster. I won't say what in case that gives anything away. I am watching mm-hmm. Breaking Bad right now again for my second go round because it's, some, mm-hmm. it's a friend of mine's first go round in Breaking Bad. So we're watching Breaking Bad and then we're going to hop over to Better Call Saul, which I've not seen yet. Yeah, I am uh, still stuck on Better Call Saul season six. Like I bought mm. all the episodes and I just, I, I just haven't started it yet. That's just, mm-hmm. that's just how, that's just how my life is right now. <laughs> because I, I binged all the episodes leading up to season six. And I was just like, uh-huh. there's a lot, there's a lot in Better Call Saul. And I just mm-hmm. like, I can't, I can't, I can't handle this right now. I don't want this to end. So that, but yeah, um, you can, you can check out Yellow Jackets though. It's on Showtime which mm-hmm. I'm, I, one reason why I haven't started Yellow Jackets up until now is because it's on Showtime. What, what's on Showtime? That... Mm. <laughs> can, can you yeah. think of anything? <laughs> it's like, oh. I was shocked like when Yellow Jackets was, act, was actually good. And I'm like, yeah. wow, Showtime's, Showtime coming up. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know much on Showtime. What I do know is that if you can't find anything over there on Tubi they have um a private FBI it's Sue Thomas FBI spelled EYE because if you guessed it she is deaf um I'm not sure <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I can't even say it 
Because I started watching and thinking, oh, she's blind. I got what they're doing. No, she's deaf and she has to read lips. Um, but yeah, that's over on Tubi if you're looking for something that's not yellow jacket caliber to watch. This this podcast is just going to be sponsored by Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go into a deeper rabbit hole, yes, let's get into... Our featured review with Some Like It Hot. Not since Scarface, so much action. Not since the Marx Brothers, so much comedy. Not since the seven-year itch, so much Maryland. The best picture this year will also be the funniest. That was from the trailer from Some Like It Hot, a film written and directed by Billy Wilder, and I'm going to read the synopsis from IMDb. After two male musicians witness a mob hit, they flee the state in an all-female band disguised as women, but further complications set in. Further complications. This film was uh, co- came out in the late 1950s, 1959 to, uh, to be exact. And Nat, when you saw this list on the top, Letterboxd Top 250, and I showed you, I showed you this list. This was the first movie that came to your mind that you wanted to come on and talk, and that you wanted to talk about. Why, why was this movie? Why did this movie jump out to you that you that you specifically wanted to talk about? I love this movie. Just like I am a huge look. I promise, guys, I'm not that big of a Fast and Furious fan, but sometimes I get into a certain character or genre and Marilyn Monroe is one of those so I have seen every single Marilyn Monroe movie there has been I collect memorabilia of Marilyn Monroe um this movie I I watched it as a kid and it just I don't know it was I don't even know that it wasn't that I hadn't ever seen anything like it but it just it is funny it's very funny and it's really easy to follow even for like an old-timey 1959 film and so it's something that i've seen many many times like i said i I love i love this movie this is like peak like comedy back then yeah i I, this is the first time i've seen it so i was really excited to like talk talk about this movie with you just because like i i totally agree with you like this movie flowed for like a movie Mm -hmm. like made in 1959 it didn't have like that traditional like pace that m- most of those movies do and mm-hmm. i the, the joke still landed to like I, I i was honestly really surprised i i mentioned in my letterbox review like how progressive this movie was oh like yeah. two men like basically oh, yeah. going drag like in oh, yeah. the late 50s like i can't even imagine like what a movie like this like the perception this movie would have had when it originally released like yeah yeah it has some history with that you know the director you mentioned uh billy wilder also the director of sunset boulevard so already Mm -hmm. was very very you know critically acclaimed and so um this movie also super super popular and i know that at the time you needed to get a motion picture production code the Hayes code uh which was if there was anything that featured lgbt related themes including cross-dressing and they did not 
um, they did not have that approval to make this movie. They just went ahead and made it. And so I know that nowadays we're so used to seeing this kind of thing that it's it's not a huge deal, but this was a big deal back in the 50s. It was much, much, much more of a greater like taboo socially to be dressing up like this and doing this there were no drag queens uh in, you know back here people weren't mm -hmm. used to seeing this and so i do i do like how progressive the movie is as well yeah and one little fun fact that i that i pulled out after like because whenever whenever i finished watching a movie i like pulling little facts about mm -hmm. like the making of apparently mm -hmm. like marilyn monroe she wasn't actually going to be in this movie uh, mm -hmm. because she would she Marilyn Monroe, if for anyone that doesn't know, likes being in movies with color. Like she yep. only she mm -hmm. she refused to be in any movies that were black and white. And this is this is a black and white movie. And Bill Billy Wilder convinced her to like be in this movie just because of, of the makeup between like for like uh, like when the two men were cross dressing, it wasn't going to be believable. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. which I thought was like kind of like an interesting like. Like, that the director was able to convince Marilyn Monroe to be to be in her first black and white movie which can, can you can you imagine like a movie like this without Marilyn Monroe um I can because this was kind of again these kind of movies were made back then but I think she absolutely I think the the chemistry we see between her Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon is just something that you don't see a lot on screen and this is mm -hmm. the reason why this was you know it is one of the greatest movies ever made. It's often, you know, receiving all of these kind of awards. And I know back in the 80s, the Library of Congress even selected it as one of their first 25 films for preservation of our National Film Registry. So, um, yeah, it was it was a great chemistry between, I think, these three in the, in the movie. Yeah, uh, but most definitely. And I think... I know you mentioned Fast and the Furious at the beginning. <laughs> like you always have to bring up Fast, but but I think another reason why we love Fast and Furious is because of the one-liners. The one-liners mm -hmm. in, in this movie are some of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Like some of my favorites, like ever, um, including like the the very end of uh, Nobody's Perfect. At the, oh yeah, the, the line at the, <laughs> the line at the end, which is very. Uh, I don't know it, like like is is that guy like actually like lgbtq like at the end yeah it's just like yeah oh I yeah think, i i think so but I, I that's just i would love to be in that theater like in 1959 <laughs> just to like see the reaction from like all of that uh but what, what are some of your favorite like kind of one-liners or or just punchlines like from this movie I love that um, he has to keep reminding himself that I'm a woman, I'm a woman, I'm a woman, like over and over through the movie. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the lines, one of the running jokes they have through the movie that I like a lot, the callback to the blood, you know, the blood type being O, um, mm -hmm. is that he keeps saying that like, oh, um, and so I, again, it's, it's full of good stuff. And I will say when I was watching this, something I immediately notice probably about 10 or 20 minutes into the movie is I don't know like I felt really good watching this movie I knew maybe it's because I know this movie so well but I also just see such a difference between how movies are now and how they were and 
I just watched everything everywhere all at once, right? So mm-hmm. that is like movie cinema to the max, right? It's everything. It's turned up brightness, all the different styles and genres that they mix together. Whereas this was pretty simplistic. This was a pretty Mm -hmm. simplistic story. And I didn't know that about the makeup, but that makes great sense. And you can't tell. They look great in these movies. They look amazing. Exactly. And and I believe they actually won an Academy Award for Mm -hmm. best costumes like Mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. this movie came out, which totally, totally well-deserved. And um, also very progressive of, of the Academy to give like a, like an award for like two men doing drag, which oh, in, yeah. like in the in the late 1950s, we already kind of mm-hmm. discussed like how that wasn't you didn't see like drag queens like anywhere like or people doing drag like in that time. So to have like the mm-hmm. Academy like recognize him for that, uh, I don't applaud the Academy very often but, <laughs> but I'll, I'll give him a round of applause for that so um yeah. but yeah um i would like to just kind of shout out like the way this film kind of starts i, I it kind of caught me a little bit off guard just because i like how this film doesn't start with like the two main people uh mm-hmm. the two musicians just because it, it starts off with like like a car chase and like a but it starts off with like how Chicago is like um, gangland Chicago is uh, like and why these musicians would want to like just leave like this city and yeah. it it kind of it, it, it was like a, a, it was a total like shift like it's, I thought it was good I thought it was going to be like an action movie because it starts with like this car chase and mm-hmm. and set, setting the tone and then it leads into like oh here are these two musicians just like trying to make it. I, I, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed the kind of like that uh, that tone shift of just like because I don't know because that was a really crazy action sequence like what <laughs> did you... I wrote in my notes OG Fast and Furious um, because like the cars they've got guns the police car the police car gets a headlight shot and then that causes the police car to just spin the fuck out and it's like oh we gotta let them go it definitely gives you the feel of like oh Chicago was rough back in the day yeah especially like because this this takes place during like the 1920s the late 1920s when Prohibition uh-huh. And like, just crime was like at its all-time highest. And the, the, what do you think of like the the speakeasy that like it, that these musicians were were uh, playing at like in the beginning of this film? Uh, I thought Mister Mozzarella did a great job of letting everyone in. Please tell me you caught his name as Mister yes, Mozzarella. Yes, <laughs> that 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 name is really. St- hungry writer like uh-huh. he was when he wrote this script or when they wrote this script like he, he they they were they were hungry and they're like no way no. i'm just mozzarella mm-hmm. that's his name yeah yeah or they're just being insensitive and because he's italian calling him mr mozzarella that's what i thought they're 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 so it's look it's look this movie was made in 1959 we can't have it all we've already got cross-dressing so right that and that's how that's how it worked in the 1950s it's like we're being progressive towards one group of people (laughs) and then kicking down the rest so that it's like you can't have it all like you said you can't have it all 
<laughs> you you asked what one of my favorite lines was and in the opening scene you know after they decide they're going to dress up as women and join this band uh they are trying to get on the train they can't walk they're like you know struggling and Marilyn Monroe walks by and I love it because Jack Lemon says look at her she moves like jello on springs <laughs> yeah. I love that line too. I actually posted this on Instagram, like this scene, and it's what I think it's my favorite scene in the entire movie because I love when he says that line. Like Jack Lemon is like literally like he's like he's like trying to like move like her and uh-huh, just like, uh-huh. like it's really good like like kind of like inflections like what he's doing, and and that's such a great intro too from Marilyn Monroe where it's just oh, like yeah. it tries to sexualize her, but then like like the steam from it's like it's almost like the movie's just saying like nope nope don't like, I, we know we know what you're thinking there we know what mm-hmm. you're thinking there mm-hmm. she like Marilyn Marilyn Monroe is a very strong powerful woman we're not going to reduce her to these these cheap ploys <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah yeah uh, yeah Marilyn Monroe like this is like my introduction to Marilyn uh, to Marilyn Monroe like and Ooh. I'm so glad that this this film was it, just because, like you said, it, it this movie uh, this movie flowed nicely. And also, it's like the last two movies that I've watched for like the series. It was nice to like watch a movie that had like a simple and an actual narrative, because the last mm. two movies were very like not saying that the last movie two movies that I watched in the series were bad. They're just like vibes. So it was nice, like watching like a movie that was, uh, that actually had like a narrative with the characters and dialogue, and mm, like mm-hmm. super easy to follow. So, but, but yeah, uh, is there is there anything is there anything else that you like, wanted to shout out about, um, about uh, some like it hot? I just I love again I huge huge Marilyn Monroe fans. Um, in case there's listeners who don't know, you know she came from really humble beginnings. Grew up kind of on a farm. Um, was an orphan and had to get married at sixteen to avoid going back to the orphanage and. Mm-hmm. I just love that Norma Jean Baker, as Marilyn Monroe was known when she was born, exploded into this amazing cultural icon. You know, she had a stutter as a kid in and in high school. And so for all of the things that people love about Marilyn Monroe at the time that she was around, um, I know it was it was hard for her, the pressures of like always being on, always being perfect. But I, I love that despite all of her flaws and challenges in life that she is still being talked about here in 2023. I'm, I'm really glad um, you mentioned like all that uh, about like her, her upbringing, just because I know that the Marilyn Monroe has been like, she's been talked about like, uh, like we're talking about her like right now, but we there's also that movie that will remain nameless. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you've heard of it. Uh, um, it Netflix produced it. You, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to say that that movie doesn't represent Marilyn Monroe 
like the best and not accurate. So oh, I figured it my, <laughs> my message to all the people listening to this is do your research on Marilyn Monroe. Listen to the people that are actual fans of her and not and and are not trying to like like over sexualize her and like just make like dramatic pieces and yeah. Uh, yeah yeah she started yeah. <laughs> her own production company i don't know if you knew this but she did start her own production company in 1955 called Marilyn monroe productions because she wanted to get more dramatic parts because she was very tired of being seen as a sex symbol that's fine it got her to you know where she was but she wanted to explore a lot of other things and um just she'd always been historically underpaid and so i like that she decided to start her own production company that's 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 amazing and especially like at that time like mm-hmm. it, it must have been like inc- incredibly difficult for like a woman like a woman like her to just like kind of to the, the woman in general to mm-hmm. to start a production company like at at uh, at that time but mm-hmm. but yeah um anyways i i i really like this film i um uh, I'm pretty much echoing pretty much everything that that you said. Like I like that, like it's a simple, it's a simple plot. It's easy to follow, and it's. Uh, I like that you also said that it's it it wasn't it it didn't kind of fall within the same like category as like most of the other films that came out like right around this time that were just mm-hmm. kind of like hard to follow and just and had like a different tone. I like that this film is just very it's it, it it's very lighthearted and it, it kind of knew what it it kind of knew what it what it wanted to be and, and it and it did that and it did that really well but it did it did and sometimes it's touted as a musical which I find interesting because there's really only four songs uh performed by Marilyn Monroe or there's nine songs but she does half of these songs and I like the jazz music in this movie as well um mm-hmm. It's just, again, it's little things that I feel like when you strip movies down, we do, we have so much stuff for movies now, right? We have all these special effects, all these grand uh, bands and musicians that can play. I really feel like this is a good peek into like old school Hollywood cinema and like where it all started. Yeah, for for sure. Um, but, but anyways, uh, the, Nat, do you have a letterbox profile? You said you're going to make like a a letterbox account to like kind of follow like this series along with me if, I, if, you, if you, not but i will make one if, if you don't uh you can just kind of pretend you could pretend to <laughs> and i can just edit it to make it seem like you do um sure. if you were to give this uh, like how many stars would you give this like out of five since we're going off the letterbox like the rating rating scale because i gave it three and a half so I'm very biased. Uh, I wanted to immediately shout five, but Mm -hmm. I will give this four because I know it's not in color, but you don't notice that it's not in color while you're watching. It's one of the few movies that that doesn't really affect the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I don't give out fives very often, like on my letterbox profile. I'm very, I'm very like, like in my reviews, like I'm very like funny and kind of like, and just, I say what I say what I want, like in the reviews on Letterbox, but I gave this three and a half just because 
I found it, I don't know, there's some parts of it were a, a little bit problematic, mm-hmm. like kind of rubbed mm-hmm. me the wrong way, especially with like, like, especially living like in the era that, uh, that we are now and watching this, uh, like yeah. with, with 21st century, like eyes, yeah. <laughs> it, like I was just kind of like, that's kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of gross. But, uh, it like, those aren't like big like big mm-hmm. parts that like bothered me which is why it's like it's like three and a half and not like one or two but but yeah this is this this is a really great film um but yeah i think uh, that's a good rating for your first uh for your first old-timey film and especially black and white like this that's not a bad rating yeah um but I, since but now since you're since you're on this the show and your family uh I'm kind of introducing a new segment to the shows, especially since you're on. You have a munchie of the week at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of your show, I I kind of want to introduce this. So I, I'm asking for your I'm asking for your permission live on air and a live <laughs> live on recording. What is your movie munchie? Oh, oh. So I do keep it classic with popcorn. You will not find mm-hmm. me at the movie theaters without popcorn. Extra points if they do the thing where they have the crazy seasoning. Mm-hmm. But what, I'm a what, sucker for what seasoning. Caps. What? Sorry, what seasoning? Oh, um, anything that's got bacon or cheddar in it. I saw someone had like um a spicy. I got like a. It was like a wasabi cheddar at our fancy movie theater, and I was I I like that very much. That that that's a, uh, jalapeno cheddar, like wasabi yeah. cheddar. That's yeah. That sounds that sounds delicious. I'm gonna have to check my 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 local movie theater. I, like I I think after because after I record this, I'm gonna go see Ant Man, Quantumania. Uh, mm. Yeah, since that came out, since we're recording this on the 16th. Uh, but yeah, you said uh, what what was the candy that you? snow caps always about the snow caps is that coconut no dear god no it's snow cap i'm no no it's uh as i was saying on this week's episode we had a munchie of the week that was a that was coconut and i felt so bad but no snow caps they're non-perils they're like an old-fashioned candy it's swim it's semi-sweet dark chocolate and Mm -hmm. it has um little tiny crunchy those little white candy bars on it so it looks like an actual snow cap of a mountain Ooh, that sounds delicious that sounds like amazing actually (laughs) i I might actually have to try those i i know for me i think my go-to has always been coke zero medium coke zero light on the ice <laughs> with with uh peanut m&ms like that's nice. like that's Enjoy. like that's my uh that's my movie munchie uh do you mind if i steal this for previous episodes that I, <laughs> like i just no. thought about this since, since you because uh i don't know uh that's a i wanted to introduce it with you just so we could promote your munchie of the week and then we can like kind of like debut at the same time but sure i mean imitation is the highest form of flattery so mm-hmm. i am more than happy and also you can't really go to the movies without snacks so 
Yeah, but going to the movies or even just like watching it at home. I feel like if mm -hmm. I'm like watching it on streaming, I have to like have like if I'm starting like a movie like on Netflix or or Tubi, Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I start a movie without like a snack or like a beverage or uh or in your case like a munchie like mm -hmm. <laughs> or or an edible uh I, I i like there's a there's a empty void in my heart it's oh, like yeah. I, I it's like i need to stop and like have something to munch on I get but it. but anyways nat thank you for joining me for this discussion of tubi and marilyn monroe's <laughs> some like it hot <laughs> Sure. I'm very happy to be here. Thanks so much it, for having me. I I love talking to you pretty much like like we're always chatting. Like mm -hmm. we're recording, we're always chatting. But uh where could people find you on the internet? They can find us at Instagram. We are there at Stoned in Social, like rock and roll. Or they can come over to our semi-new digital crib we've got furniture over there now at www.stonedandsocial.com lots of beanbag chairs come chill with us have some edibles um listen to our stuff tell us what munchies we should have yeah yeah, yeah. everyone go listen to the podcast head over to their digital crib i'm glad you have furniture because yeah. uh yeah it's kind of awkward the last time i was over i know <laughs> there was this, like, i know that's why we it's got like, three beanbag chairs now. Yeah. <laughs> no IKEA furniture? No IKEA? Nah. Nah. We're okay. we're we're moving up in the world. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's one of my favorite your podcast is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. I listen every week. Everyone go listen. You can listen to this podcast that you're listening to right now though on on any podcast platform, Spotify, Anchor. Oh, I'm always so bad at this. Uh, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> uh, Stitcher, what, whatever you listen to podcasts on, leave, leave us a rate, leave us a review, go, head on Good Pods, follow us on Good Pods, give us a like here on YouTube, follow us on Instagram at Real Lovers Pod, and uh, follow me pretty much everywhere at Marley Loves Film. Just, uh, I answer pretty much all my DMs. Like if you want to ask me why I love Fast and Furious. I'll probably answer you and then block you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but, but anyways, Nat, thank you for joining me for this episode and keep watching yeah. movies. <laughs>